So, Frankie, yes. there's a lot of confusion among our fans about what nutmeg is. We thought we would clear it up. So we're coming right to the source. Frank Verderoso, as Gilbert calls him. <laughs> just joking around. Frank Verderoso, our trusty engineer, is here. And we just want to talk a little bit about nutmeg facilities where we record the show. Because some people seem to be under the impression... It's not Gilbert's Kitchen. It is not Gilbert's it's Kitchen. Not- <laughs> Gilbert's Kitchen is... Well, how do we describe Gilbert's that, Kitchen? That's my morning cooking show, Gilbert's <laughs> Kitchen. <laughs> we, we did record the first probably 30 episodes in, yeah, pretty much in your yeah, kitchen. Yeah, at, around the table. <laughs> but but then, then, we, then you were rescued. We decided to become professionals, and we met Frankie. So tell us about Nutmeg. Tell so, us what so happens here. So this is a professional well, operation more or less. now. On a good day. <laughs> Well, it started with a Facebook post that a friend of yours picked up on. Elena Olivardis. Yep. I had been in a quiet car yes. on the train coming to work, and I forgot to plug in my headphones, and I started blasting the podcast. So I made a little Facebook post about that. She saw it and said, oh, I know the co-host. And I said, look, you know, if you're friends with Frank, reach out and tell him I love the show, but it could sound a lot better. <laughs> and <laughs> I got to work, and an I hour didn't later, hour later, the receptionist calls and says, there's a Dara Gottfried on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I used to get Lots of tweets with people going, I I like the show, but it sounded like you recorded it in Lincoln Tunnel. Yeah. We had some episodes like that. I mean, we had adventures. Joe Franklin, we were recording over uh, in Times Square and the traffic noise was coming up. We did one of the hotel rooms. You can't do anything about, but you know what you needed was a controlled environment, good microphones, the ability to really edit and and kick it up a notch. So, So, and what does Nutmeg offer, sir? Well, that's the thing. Nutmeg has been around for nearly 40 years, but it's grown a lot. Um, I started here in 2004 when it was only handling audio post-production for like ad agencies and networks. And at the time we had eight audio rooms, Um, but now we've expanded to three full floors. We have 11 Pro Tools suites of varying sizes. We have 11 Avid rooms for video editing. We have color correct graphics, in-house producers for content creation and soup to nuts production. We have an amazingly talented team of people to run it all. And uh, we're even handling casting. Sometimes you help us cast this show. I do. And we're yeah, sometimes we, we steal a guest from the hallway and say Come more than in. once. So it's, you know, there's a lot going on. I mean, that's how I first met Gilbert. He was recording for Disney. We were recording for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles through Nickelodeon. So what you're saying is the production and the engineering is professional, but not the content. <laughs> the, <laughs> I, I think the content, the performances, it's really getting I see. There, I Well, think. we love being here. It's a great environment. It's a professional environment. Everybody's great to us. We love being able to invite our guests and have them walk into this very well-appointed, comfortable, beautiful room. The snacks, you can't, uh, you can't well, beat the was, snacks. It was, oh, yes. it was getting, getting Gilbert here, all I had to do was go out to the avenue and lay a trail right. of candy, and Gilbert wave, wave, wave a Twizzler. <laughs> it was a chain of Snickers, and then he just came in. Uh, so I'm going to tell people about it. Uh, if you want to know uh, anything else, you can go to uh, www.nutmegcreative.com if you want to learn more about the kind of projects at Nutmeg. Uh, anything else? No, that's about it. I mean, definitely check us out if you're an ad agency or a network. There's a lot we can do for you. And I also want to do a special thanks to uh, Sam Giovanco and Daniel Farrell, who actually set this room up for us every time we have to do a taping and then get it back to where it belongs for the next morning. Thank you, guys. NutmegCreative.com. Gil? Uh, no, I, I. we don't have to talk to you any further, do we? No, no. Oh, good. We can, we can all go home. <laughs> thanks, Frankie. <laughs> Thank you.
This is Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert and Frank's Amazing Colossal Obsessions with my co-host Frank Santopadre and our special guest, the great writer Bill Persky. Bill, you're back. I'm back. I never <laughs> so <left>. fast. <laughs> and we should start, you know, they were talking about 2016 as when all these people in show business were mm-hmm. dying. Yeah. But, boy, we've gotten off to quite a start. Yeah. Uh, within, like, a one-week period, three people that we should have had on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Miguel Ferrer. Yeah, terrific actor. And and from uh, a showbiz dynasty. Yeah, his father was uh, Jose Ferrer. His mother was Rosemary Clooney. Yeah. Yeah. And so, George Clooney's cousin. Oh, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And so, I, and a great actor loved in his him. own right. Loved him. Loved him in Twin Peaks. Yeah, millions of movies. And, uh, oh, Mike Connors. Mike Connors Maddox. Did you ever work with Mike Connors, Bill, nope, in your travels? No, nope. I we, watched it. I loved it. Me too. We asked him to do the show back in 2014, and he was having surgery. Oh. Uh, he was having his, his knee replaced or something like that, and we didn't get to him. Did, did uh, you ever time. work with Miguel Ferrer? No. No. Yeah. I worked oh, with. How about Mel Ferrer? How about I, Jose no, Ferrer? I worked with uh, Desi Jr. Desi Arnaz Jr. I worked with him. Does that count? Can I stay? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, you can stay, but no, it doesn't count. Yeah. Oh, okay. A- and, uh, oh, John Hurt. Oh, and the great British actor, John yeah. Hurt. Yeah. yeah. Best known as. Uh, I'm Joseph Daniel. I'm a human being. It's a good impression. <laughs> it's a pretty great movie. Oh, yeah. The Elephant Man. Terrific movie from uh, from Mel Brooks. Of all yes, people, Mel, Mel Brooks. Brooks. But the real reason that we're here with Billy doing this episode is to talk about the uh, most, probably the most uh, significant loss, which yep. was uh, Bill Bill's uh, old friend and colleague, uh, the great Mary Tyler Moore. Yep. So we had you here. We had you coming in. We had you booked. And it seemed like uh, it just made sense to have you come in and talk about your old pal. Yeah. Uh, You know, she was so special in so many ways. There, There were very few people at the funeral. And I was really honored that I, that, that I was included. And, uh, so many of them were people from, hospitals that were doing research on diabetes. She had given so much of herself to, you know, they said, if there is ever a serum, we will call it the Mary Tyler Moore serum. She, she raised, I think $3 billion or something like that for diabetes. And it's incredible. And then there were other people at, who talked there, uh, Grant Tinker's son, John Tinker, who is a, wonderful writer himself. Mm-hmm. He was there and he talked about when Mary married Grant, he had these three rambunctious kids and how she incorporated them and how much she meant to them. And, you know, he and his wife through all of her illness, which was really 
bad the last couple of years. And they would come and see her from, they live in Alabama. She was so loved. I mean, and, and deservedly so. Mm-hmm. Deservedly so. I mean, the talent and the ability are one thing, but the person is is another, you know. And I got the luckiest thing. I mean, I said I spoke at the funeral. Oh, you I, did? Yeah. And I said, uh, I have known Mary Tyler Moore for 50 years and been in love with her for 54 years. <laughs> I was in love with right. her legs and her voice. Richard Diamond. Richard Diamond. Yeah. Yes. And uh, she was just splendid. Do you remember meeting her for the first time? Yeah. I was tongue-tied, you know, because I'd been watching. We came on the show in the third right, you season. And Sam. So we'd already been fans and just in love with her like everybody in America, every guy in America. That was his dream girl. I mean- when she did the movie with uh, Robert Redford, ordinary people, ordinary people, he just he did a he wrote a piece about what it was to actually be with her, you know, working with her and stuff. She she did a scene. I mean, she did a lot of things, but one of the shows that we wrote specifically with her in mind as having the biggest part of it was the one called Coast to Coast Big Mouth. Sure. And it was that she had been on a quiz show and had blurted out that Alan Brady, who was Dick's boss, had a toupee. Which recently was, colorized and just, ran, yeah, just aired it. Yeah, that yeah. was on CBS yep. recently. Yep. And it was like the worst thing that could have happened because Carl, who played Alan Brady, was the worst vicious human being. And the thought of what she had done and and dick was just i mean he was withering and shrinking <laughs> i'm shrinking i'm shrink- and so we wrote this scene that instead of dick going and facing alan brady she decided that she was going to go and that was a thing about mary as a person and as a performer there was a power and a, a, a strength in her and a fearlessness in her that was also totally surrounded by femininity and, and girlishness in, in many ways. There's a difference, you know. Anyway, the scene, she goes up to Carl's office and Carl is at his desk with five styrofoam heads, each of which has a toupee. You know that episode, oh, yeah. Gilbert. It's a classic episode. And uh, <laughs> it is, it is to this day, it is listed in the 10 funniest scenes ever on television. I came to apologize and, and to tell you personally that I'd like to try to explain. Explain what? you got a big mouth. I do. I know. I know. <laughs> if you wanted a free rotisserie or a dryer, I would have gotten it for you. I would have gotten your house, a show place. Oh, Alan, you don't have to do that. Alan, could I say something? You got more to say? Uh, well, I've been thinking, Alan, and... Well, for instance, I think you look very nice without your... Uh... Hair? Oh. <laughs> well, yes, and... Well, for instance... Now, I'm not saying this just because I'm in trouble, Alan, although goodness knows I am. Oh, yes. But believe me, sincerely, Alan, really sincerely, and you can ask anybody, I have always said that I like you so much better 
Without your... Uh... That's hair, hair! <laughs> you didn't have any trouble saying it on television. God, she was so good in it. The way she started to talk and then backed off. And Alan, do you remember? I'm sure you remember, Alan. Maybe you don't. Can I remind you? Alan? <laughs> he say, talk to me. You know? But... She she was just so wonderful. How did she get she got that part? I mean, it's an interesting story. Well, yeah, Dan, it is. Danny recommended her. Yeah, because- well, Danny interviewed her for his daughter, and they loved her. But what he Danny said, Thomas. yeah, Danny Thomas. He said, "Who's going to believe that nose is related to this?" <laughs> right. She used to say, "Missed miss that part by a nose." Yeah, yeah. And, and so then he recommend- when they were doing the Van Dyke show, and they were having so much trouble finding who to play it danny said remember the girl with the little nose what was her name and they brought her in and from the first time she walked in the door that was it she was laura petri the little nose with the three names yeah mary the little nose with the three carl Carl likes to say that he picked her up by the head he just great he cupped her head he said come with me come with me after she did the read yeah i I mean there was no there was no kind well oh go go ahead no, I was just saying it's a funny thing because back then it was more innocent times. No, oh God, yeah, no internet. You couldn't get you know porno anytime you Are wanted. You kidding? You couldn't. We had a show where we couldn't say the word pregnant. Yes, and Carl went to the network and said, "How? Why can we not say pregnant?" And they said, "Because there are people who tell their children that." Babies come from the stork, and some who still tell them that babies are found behind cabbages. And you can't go into their home and bring up the subject of pregnant and have them ask what it is. And Carl said, those people do not deserve to have children or homes. (laughs) That's the perfect answer. (laughs) And I I always thought (laughs) afterwards, and when I do lectures and stuff. And I would say, now those children are faced with their children saying, what is a th- four hour erection? And what does it mean when the moment is right? You know, but we, it was very, very, uh, well, you know, yeah. the story about the double beds with Lucy and, Oh yes. it, and yeah. That yeah. She All put, she put, then. but she put a single bed in the heart at the opening. Oh yeah. If you, next time you see Lucy, there's a big double bed in the heart. Because I was going to say, back then, uh, I guess what was turning guys on the most was Mary Tyler Moore and the Capri pants. Oh, God, yes. And they, they said you can't wear them and you can't this. You, this network was horrified that she was wearing them. And but I think the, well, I, we'll have to ask him when he comes on. Carl Reiner said they had a trouble with the censors saying that with her in those pants— there's some undercupping. Uh-huh. <laughs> undercupping. Yes. Right. There's also the famous story of Rob. Oh, when he yes. Came to, when he Rob came to the Reiner set, young grabbed. Rob t- <laughs> touching her tush. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, she was she was so adorable. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this. And now back to the show. There will not be her like, uh, you know, after the Van Dyke show went off, Everybody was looking for the next Mary Tyler Moore, and there there wasn't going to be one. You know, there was one of those. And Sam and I were doing a series, Good Morning World, right? And we were looking for the next Mary Tyler Moore, 
and a young girl came in to read, and she was all wrong for the lead of the show. But we said, you know what? You're not going to be the lead, but you're going to be her best friend. And she said, well, I read this script. There was no best friend. I said, that was before you came in, and that was Goldie. Yeah, Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. Wow. Yeah, you saw something in her, huh? Well, you know, stars are like that, you know? I mean, another time we were reading people for a, a, a thing, and this young woman came in. She just arrived in L.A., and it was her like her first and second interview. And I said to her, you can have this part. And she was so excited. I said, but you shouldn't take it. And she said, well, why? I mean, it's a part. I said, well, you're going to be a superstar. And if you sign a contract to do this, you're going to be locked in and we're going to end up not liking each other because you want to get out. She said, no, I want to do it. I said, well, I'll tell you what, this is Friday. And think about it over the week. Talk to your agent, tell them what I said. So she called on Monday and she said, my, my agent and I decided not to take the part. I said, good. And that was Farah. Oh, you just, you just know. Farrah Fawcett. You just know. Yeah, yeah. Farrah Fawcett. Yeah. But all Mary wanted to do was be a dancer and a singer on Broadway. That was, that was, no matter what else happened in her life, that would have been the joy. Is that one of the reasons her. you guys wrote so many musical numbers? Yeah, for the, yeah, in, because in the they both did. And, and the, the interesting thing is she had a contract. They, they only did five years because Dick and Mary were sought after and Carl were sought after by everybody and and they had done the show that Carl wanted to do. So Mary had a contract at Universal and in film contract. And in the contract she had the right of refusal for the films she did so that she could carefully build her career. <clears throat> the first thing she did was Thoroughly Modern Millie with sure, Julie Andrews sure. and she played a, you know, a supporting part. And she was terrific. And then they came, they were doing a musical of uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, Abe Burroughs. And they wanted Mary for the part. And that was it. That's all she wanted in her life. So she went to the People Universal and they let her out if she would give up the option on choosing the movies because she had refused a number of them and stuff. So she gave them that. And then she went to do the show, which I saw her in, in Hartford, and she was fantastic. But the show really wasn't working, and it kept not working until they, when they got to New York, it was a total flop. It lasted three days. And back then, Broadway would not accept anyone from television. They were waiting for you. Nobody could get a good review. So the show was so awful, they blamed Mary for all of it. It was a very, very unfair, but very destructive thing. So she went from being red hot to red being hot ice cold. Red hot to Broadway. Yeah. Well, a yeah. lot, you know, maybe America didn't know what Broadway was, but mm -hmm. the, in the business, she got blamed for everything. Then when she got back to Universal, they just pumped her into movies with Elvis Presley and 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 A stuff. change of habit. Yeah and, yeah, and they did movies and... By the time that was through, she had lost, it was five years, and she had lost the luster of she had before that. And Sam and I were doing one special a year for Dick Van Dyke. And I said to Dick, it's five years. 
why don't we do a reunion with Mary? And he said, that'll be great. And then we also knew that it would be great showcase for her. And Dick was so generous. I mean, we wrote numbers specifically for her. It was really her show. And the day after that show went on the air, they called her and offered the series that became the Mary Tyler Moore show. Dick Van Dyke and the other woman. Dick Van Dyke and the other woman. Right. I still love it. So you and Sam, and you're you know you're not saying it directly, but I'll say it. You you and Sam, it, it could be argued were well. It was we were we were certainly instrumental in, in in that happening. That all it did was give her a chance to be who she was after you know she had been away from that for a while. But and, then she and Grant Tinker <clears throat> went and pitched the yeah pitched the Mary Tyler Moore show. Yeah, and and. Uh, Something that Mary didn't know until Sam and I did a show that was my favorite thing we ever did called The Boys, and it was about two comedy writers that were us. And it was originally going to be Harvey Corman and Tim, but Harvey felt he was getting too identified with Tim and he wanted to do something of his own. So we had Herb Edelman come in and play it. And when people saw it, did you ever see it? Yeah, you showed it to me yeah. at your house. It was yeah, real good. We watched it with Leopold. Yeah, and everybody who was sending in pilots said, "Well, why bother? You know, this is it." And it didn't get picked up. And uh, it was the biggest disappointment in my life. And the reason it didn't get picked up is because the testing in front of an audience was very bad, and we were walking around and couldn't understand it. And Grant Tinker said. Mary's testing the show was the worst testing you've ever seen. They hated Rhoda. They hated Mr. Grant. Oh, he was, they said he was too angry. They, yeah, they hated everything, and they were going to buy the show out. She had been guaranteed 26 shows, and they were going to buy it out just because they said it's not going to work. And Grant said, no, we're doing the show. And they had never shown Mary the testing until this had happened. And she said, well, now we can show you what your show tested like. And it turned out about five years later, I got a call one night from a guy who had worked in the research department. He was drunk and he said, Bill, it's taken me five years to tell you this, but the guy in charge of testing lied about your show's testing because he didn't like you and Sam. I won't mention wow. his name. Wow. But back to Mary, because this is not about me. Um, what, what was wonderful was when she moved to New York, and I was the only real friend she had. I mean, New York was waiting for her like they would have given her the city. You I know? didn't know she was from Brooklyn originally. Yeah. yeah Ocean Parkway. Yeah. And she came to New York and she got an apartment and she was invited to everything. And uh, I took her. I mean, I was like her friend taking her. And then people started to say, are you having a relationship with Mary Tyler Moore? <laughs> and I'd say, no, no, no. And then after a while, it sounded, well, why not? It makes me sound pretty <laughs> terrific. But at any rate, uh, we went everywhere. And uh, my three closest friends, two closest friends and I rented a house every summer out in the Hamptons. And Mary uh, decided she wanted to rent. So 
she went out and she and Hope Lang uh, rented a house together and they would come over to our house and we would play dictionary and we would play all kinds of games and we spent this incredible, wonderful summer together and we had all our kids with us. So there were like 12 of us and she and Hope gave a party and we went over <laughs> in three vans, you know, and the kids walked in and they had this beautiful buffet and it was gone. <coughs> Locusts came through and then there was, there was nothing to eat. We had to go out and get more food. I was but, sorry that her later shows didn't work out after the Mary Tyler Moore show. She did she, she, so many attempts at new shows. Well, I have to tell you, uh, she decided she wanted to do a variety. Show. She did the one with Letterman, and yeah, and, but and, I uh, did a, Dick Sean. I did a special mm-hmm. that led to that show. Okay, Mary. M- no, it was Mary Tyler Moore and How to Survive the Seventies. Right. Okay. And her guests were uh, Bill Bixby and Harvey Korman and. John Ritter and Dick played a part with her, which I mean was so wonderful. It was it was about relationships, which were part of the seventies, finding a relationship. And Harvey did the introduction and he said, Relationships take forever or they can happen in a moment. And we did a thing where she is on an elevator and Dick gets on the elevator. And from in eight floors, they fall in love with each other. I mean, it was, we never rehearsed it, maybe once. It was magical. And then when they got out of the elevator, there's a woman waiting for him and a man waiting for her, and they hug their people and kind of wink at one another. But the two of them together of were course. just... Well, a- and their chemistry in, in the thing you and Sam wrote, the... Uh, Dick Van Dyke and the other woman. Yeah. It's just great. Yeah. I wish it was available. Yeah. It was, uh, there was, well, one of the things, because of Mary's dancing that we did, we did a dance number at a ski lodge where everybody had a broken leg and were on crutches. It's fun. Oh, it was just, and the final thing was they were the bride and groom on a wedding cake. He had this big wedding cake and they were there and she was so excited and all he wanted to do was be on the cowboy cake over there or the football cake over there. Uh-huh. And she w- they had a real argument like a couple. And then it was the fifth year anniversary and he, you know, they had put the cake in the, in the freezer and all, and it kept going at like the 20th and the 25th and finally their 50th anniversary. And Mary's gown was tattered and Dick's hat, the top was off and everything. It was just perfect. And he was still being grumpy. And she said, you never, ever once in all these years told me that you love me. And he said, well, um, yeah. And then they sang, Do You Love Me from Fiddler on the Roof. It was, I mean, it was just unbelievable. And, and, and it was partially because of the two of them and the mm-hmm. magic thing that all time chemistry that they created. And they were really in love with each other in real life. No, no, they, they, Dick at that time was a very, not very available, you know? And, and Mary said at one point when she first met Dick, he said, hi. And then when they were doing, doing the special, he said, hi, you know, 
and he cared deeply about her. But he, you know, and she wasn't that available at that point either. But they, they, well, you, you know, it hit him with her passing away and, I'm the, sure. res- and the respect they had I'm for sure. one another. If you don't trust me like you should, that's no good. If you won't take my best advice, I'm not nice. If you don't say you think that I'm okay, that isn't any way to be. What we need is good old harmony. You know, people say the, the, the cliche is something you, you hear that beautiful women can't be funny. Well, that's yeah. the thing. There's, she, she certainly. They are the golden find in 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 movies. If you found a beautiful Carol Lombard, yeah, sure, was that sure. you know? And there are very few beautiful women who are funny. She was certainly and one. And it's because they didn't need it as they were growing yeah. up, you know. Catherine Hepburn's pretty funny in Bringing yeah. Up Baby. Yeah. But Mar- Mary Tyler Moore, uh, you know. And does- in the spe- on the special, the second one, How to Survive the 70s, mm-hmm. I interviewed this young writer. In fact, I took him out for sushi. And to this day, it was David Letterman. And he said, Bill Persky bought sushi for me for the first time. But he didn't want to do the show. He he He... And, but he ended up doing the series, the variety, her, the show. variety show yeah. he did, it, and yeah. Dick did it with her Dick, too. Dick, yeah, Dick Sean was on it, and yeah. Susie Kurtz, yeah. and Michael yeah. Keaton. Yeah, well, I was going to say it was sad. I was rooting for her back yeah. then to get yeah. another but, series. Uh, oh, I got to tell you, on on that show, uh, the last thing we did was "This Is the Rest of Your Life," Mary mm-hmm. Tyler Moore, and we introduced people, you know. This is your fourth husband, Grant left. Yeah, you know, we just did all these things, and then we said, "And this is so and so, who was your boyfriend on Here Comes Mary, the series you did that didn't kind of work out." And then we do a couple more things and said, "And here is your director from that Mary again," and that you did 10 years and we went, we had all of these Mary is coming, Mary. Oh, I, we love Mary. Where And then in your later years at the age of 80, you try another one and it's called there goes Mary in which you're only photographed from the back <laughs> <laughs> and John Ritter, who was sitting next to her, you know, in the sketch, he said, ha, she said, have I no shame? And he said, apparently not. <laughs> so she had a great sense of humor about herself. She was a great straight so, actress, yeah. too. i tell you one of the great nights. I took her to Sammy's Romanian down on Rivington. Down oh, in- yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Drew told me to ask you that story. Sammy's Romanian, which people don't know, was a Romanian restaurant but a Jewish Romanian restaurant. It was down in a basement. It's still there. Yeah, it's kind still of a dive. There. But- and we, yeah, but I mean, it's a crazy place. I mean, and there's a violinist You've running there, around Gilbert. and playing. Yeah, you have a as, DJ. As, as a matter of fact, uh, Paul Schaefer 
was having a party there, and I was I was yeah. with him. It's where Leopold yeah, is. Yeah, Leopold last night as a Jew was there. That's right. Yeah. Before he his conversion. <laughs> That's right. The famous last night. We had, night a, we had a great party for him. His last night. Last night is a Jew party for Tom. <laughs> but at any rate, it was like a dive, mm-hmm. but it was famous and and, Still and, is. and on the table, every table had a huge jar of chicken fat and a huge jar of pickles. And the steaks, Romanian steaks, are like a broiled tennis racket comes out on the plate. I mean, they're they're dripping over. Everything is fried and it's this. And I said to Mary, let's, let's go. We'll do it. So we went and the door opened and she was there. And it was a question of who was more in shock, them or Mary. But by the time it was over... She was covered in chicken fat. She was dancing with the violin. I mean, she just entered into what whatever she did, you know. God, she was great. Gifted. Gifted actress, gifted serious yes. actress. And, and, and uh, again, when she had her first apartment at, at the San Remo, mm-hmm. she had the tower with the 360-degree view. And when it was finished, I was going over to have dinner with her. And uh, we, she, I was going to take her out, but she said, let's just stay here. And I said, okay. And I said, well, how about Chinese food? She said, fine, but order enough for three. And I said, oh, who's coming? She said, well, my mother had a little heart scare this week. And uh, I took her to Mount Sinai, and there was this very nice young doctor there. And I'd like to invite him over. And that was Robert, who wow. she married. That's great. So I was kind of on their first date with That's them. great. Big loss. He, he yeah. kind of said that for God knows how many years, because of the diabetes, yeah. that it, it went on for years that like just about every <laughs> other uh, issue of a tabloid would be some depressing photo yeah, of her yeah, saying they, Mary's last tragic days. Yeah, of course. She also did a lot for animals. She did a lot. Oh for, God! She did a lot oh, for. She loved dogs. She did a lot for animals. a lot of people. She and Betty White, who yeah. was was one. She Bernadette Peters is, I think, her best friend with Betty. Betty White and Bernadette Peters are uh, were her best friends, but uh, she never took herself seriously, but was totally in charge. That's nice. You know what I mean? She, she, when she knew something wasn't right for her, and when we were rehearsing for the special, and there was a dance number because everyone was jogging in the '70s, so we had a dance number that was on a track, that, like around the lake in Central Park, and the whole dance number was the dancers doing running while they were dancing, but they were doing conga dance, all kinds of things, and at one point she wasn't in the thing some you know it was a little change and we were in the rehearsal hall and it was a hot day and I was sitting there drinking a beer and she came over and slid in and took a sip of the beer and she said Billy how lucky are we that's nice she always knew that's nice she always knew Mr. Gottfried ah I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, he forgets to host. Yes, <laughs> that's sweet, Bill, and uh, thanks for coming here and sharing oh, please. that stuff. Yeah, and sharing your memories. I, I tell you, 
people should look, not only people know about ordinary people, she's terrific in a comedy called Flirting with Disaster. Yeah. And with Robert Preston and Finnegan Begin Again, right. which I would urge people right. to, to, uh, to, but, but also a very accomplished, uh, dramatic actress. Oh yeah. She, yeah, she really had she, range. You know, she did whose life is. Yeah. She did way. whose life. She you could know. really do anything. Yep. So. I'm Gilbert Gottfried, and this has been Gilbert and Frank's Amazing Colossal Obsessions with uh, my co-host, Frank Santo Padre. Once again, we're at Nutmeg, and our engineer, Frank Verderosa. And once again, God knows how many times this man has been on the show, <laughs> and we're still only scratching this the surface. This is his fifth. Yeah. I brought wow. a change of clothes. That's fine. Yeah. It's like a game show. So are you homeless or something? <laughs> yeah, I, I just, the, where's the shower? <laughs> Thanks for coming and talking about Mary, Bill. Oh, it, great, was, it, was, it was good to do. The great Bill Persky. Thank you very much for inviting me. Of course. 